0: this is the end with Adam <laughs> again I've got another old friend from New Orleans well more than a friend Morgan what would you call us I don't know
1: I feel like we casually put the
0: dated. mic up put the mic up to your mouth
1: alright I feel like we casually dated
0: we did we did you you were um. you were like such a positive influence in my life when I was really lost and really a fucking you know, scumbag. How did you deal with that? You know, how how were you okay with like me coming around to your house and shit when I was you know, wearing overalls with no underwear?
1: <laughs> I feel like it's interesting because I don't think I saw you the Put way. Put
0: the mic up closer. Put the mic.
1: You really I have to have it right next to my mouth, huh? There um it goes. There I don't it feel goes. like I saw you the way that you saw yourself. I mean I sort of did you were ridiculous but i think that we were what each other needed at the time (laughs) so i'm
0: i'm so curious about that like because all right for people i'll just create a quick profile for morgan she's a social worker in new orleans louisiana so anybody who's listening to this and thinks you're a better person than morgan you're fucking wrong she's better than you um but uh you know that was your life and I was you know, I was trying to get into the movie industry. I was trying to I was you know, I was trying to sell scripts, I was trying to be an asshole, and it it worked out. I mean I'm I'm doing good, but it was still not that wasn't your world. So like what attracted you to me?
1: Well, I think you also have to note that I don't again I needed someone that was gonna bring a little bit of adventure to my life and you did that.
0: But you're – talk to me about Kansas City because that's where you're from.
1: Correct. I don't – I don't have much to say about Kansas City. There's a reason I left I guess.
0: <laughs> um, but you're from the Great Plains. you know. I have a lot of international listeners, um, people who are not from this country, who don't understand where you're from. Paint that picture. I want you to walk me through growing, fr- growing up in – the middle of the united states of america i mean literally y- there's no borders you you're you're in the matrix let's start there i
1: want i actually want people to know what your opinion is because i feel like that was something that you made fun of me for the entire time i saw you it was from kansas which isn't even correct i'm from missouri
0: <laughs> wait this is the same thing kansas city and kansas those are that's the same
1: kansas city is a city that is both in missouri and kansas and i specifically am from the missouri side and that's something that we take seriously but i don't i want to i want people to hear what you think of the Midwest.
0: well i'm well my family lives in michigan right now um michigan is probably my favorite state i mean it's even better than maryland and you know that's almost blasphemy to say that (laughs) um where i grew up uh some of the other episodes people who or listening to this you guys know I'm a Marylander at heart however you know the Midwest is a very specific place and my only experience in it has been Michigan but I have driven around and like even even Illinois is a little bit far out there so when you're telling me you're from Missouri I'm like that I mean it, ha- it has to be it has to be what it looks like in fucking The Wizard of Oz there's no way it's not that
1: <laughs> I mean I feel like it's just any other city in America. It's just an American large ish city. It has decent restaurants, good bands go there, but there's nothing like
0: you Gotta put the mic closer. You gotta put the mic closer. You were you're doing there, good earlier. There's
1: there's nothing overly interesting about it. You could be anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's kind of one of those inconspicuous um places. Right. And I mean, what is that? Like what, what, like for you, why'd you move to New Orleans? Did you want something more specific?
1: Yeah, I didn't go. I went to college two hours away from home in actual central Kansas, (laughs) which I think made me sure that I needed to get out of the Midwest. And but
0: especially given the relationship that we had. Um, and that you were older than me and you kind of showed me a level of stability that I'd never seen. I mean, if you couldn't tell, I was kind of a stray dog when we met. Um, I mean, what, I mean, what was that like for you when we first met?
1: Um, so I feel like we have different versions of when we first met because <laughs> this i is... very, like I have a vivid memory of you hitting on me at hi-ho and not leaving me alone. Like before we met
0: that never happened everybody listening this is a false memory ever.
1: i feel like
0: we she's confusing also... me with the other black guys that used to hit on her it's okay guys
1: it was definitely adam i remember because it was like probably a year prior and he told me he was a loyalist student he was and adam has a very distinct like i don't know energy about him, I guess. What does
0: that mean? What are you talking about?
1: You have this, like, you're really cocky. <laughs> but what? What, what? Shut up. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, there's this, like, charmingness behind it. And I don't even know how to describe it. I've never one that manages to pull off this demeanor like you do.
0: Like well, thank you.
1: Sweet. I don't know what it is. Well, thanks. I don't know how to explain it. It's I really just, don't.
0: It's who I am. It's how I do it. It's what I do. It's, it's where I do it.
1: But again, the second time, you did it again, where you just kept being like, do you want to dance with me? Hi. <laughs> do you want to... You just kept Yo, put the mic, I,
0: just like you had it in the beginning of your sentence, wherever the mic was in the beginning of your of your sentence.
1: Okay. Okay. So you... Very much wouldn't leave me alone, and I was trying to get an Uber home, and I was just waiting for it to be cheap enough for me to be able to afford it. And you just kept coming up and being like, Hey, are you sure you don't want to dance or I can't buy you a drink? You know, whatever line it was. And finally, you were so persistent, but it was in a way that I knew you weren't gonna harm me. Like, I didn't feel it wasn't aggressive. <laughs>
0: It was persuasive. So I was it was, per- suge- it was, I was
1: persuasive. Su-
0: I was suggesting, you know, you have a nice night. Let's do something.
1: There's just such a fine line where that can become, like, threatening, and you really tiptoe on that line well.
0: <laughs> Not all the time, Morgan. Not all the time. <laughs> I fall flat on my face plenty. But listen.
1: Um, well, that night you were successful because we went back to your house. You got me in the Uber with you. Or the lift, and
0: and I wasn't lying. I did live in a mansion, and I was rich. (laughs) Um,
1: And like you also lived six blocks from me, which I think (laughs) helped your cause because I honestly, you were gonna buy my ride home, and
0: yeah, no, I love that. I'm a
1: social worker. I keep telling people. So
0: (laughs) no, I mean like um, because so I, I had to write a memoir for this book that I'm trying to get published, and you're in it and i tried to explain like how where you lived in congruence to where i lived and it was like this back house on the grounds of this mansion so like <laughs> if you're uptown the if you're uptown like a lot of people who aren't from new orleans they don't get this but like up- uptown new orleans is mansion town it's it's where all the pain and blood and slavery was converted into dollars and then you know made into houses and um <clears throat> Morgan happened to live probably what you said it right like six blocks away from me, and this is before we even met each other. This is before we even really knew each other. But once I realized that you were as close as you were, I was like, oh, well. I mean, this just feels right, you know.
1: <laughs> Convenience is key.
0: But I mean, what kept you talking to me during that time? Because I was, I was fucking, I was a madman. I was losing. I w- I was literally going crazy.
1: I've, you know, obviously some of it was for the entertainment value. People are not going to think I'm nearly as nice now. Um, I mean, I feel like what's awesome about Trainwreck Adam is he still manages to like have his shit together even when he's a train wreck. Like I know he can get himself home and into bed, so it's more enjoyable to be around him because I wasn't. There were definitely times, but generally I wasn't worried about your safety so it made you know it was like fun to be around like you have this weird ability to be absolutely the most fucked up of anyone I've ever met and still be like sort of functional somehow (laughs) so congrats well
0: thank you Morgan I really appreciate this has been a good podcast everybody I mean Jesus Christ (laughs) I can't we're 15 minutes in and I'm blushing I'm black and I'm blushing
1: I've never seen anyone with that specific skill set what skill set? But no, so it was always it was always fun to be around you because it was never – I think you brought out like a more fun, open side of me because you were just <laughs> so wild. But at the same time, I got to have a good time because I wasn't worried about taking care of you.
0: Yeah, I think um, – and that comes from – because I don't think we ever really talked about this like when we were together. But like I was getting fucked up since I was like 13, 14 years old. So, like, you know, weed, coke, alcohol, Xanax, everything. So, like, when I came to New Orleans, it was business as usual, you know. And, And I also came to New Orleans with people that I went to high school with that went to Tulane. So, it was like basically we were just moving our lifestyle from Maryland to New Orleans. So, I never really got out of my behavior from being a high school student. I've never been called sir until that moment. I was twenty two years old. And he said, Will that be all for you today, sir? And I was like, Holy fucking shit. I'm twenty two. And I'm and I still and I still had coke in my nose. And I there was still a bag in my car. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. was, this, it was this I
1: it was this no, but yeah.
0: <laughs> it was this thing where I had to um I had to I had to make that decision. That's kinda why I left New Orleans. Uh I mean also because I became exorbitantly, exorbitantly rich, as everyone knows. But uh, also that, and, and I just I had to get out of that lifestyle, but I missed you. I mean, because you were the only <laughs> – you were literally <laughs> the only good influence in my entire fucking life for that year – for that 18-month period. If you don't believe that, it's true.
1: I mean, I met your friends and I went to your house, so I believe it. <laughs> But it's also funny because I always tell people that you were a good influence on me.
0: How was I a good influence on you? This is what I'm so like – I I thought I was such a menace to you.
1: I mean, you were the menace that I needed. Like, you're right. Like, I had a full-time job. Like, I was making a good salary. I've gone to grad school. Like, it was – I needed – I deserved to, I think, play a little bit. And, I mean – You had me do Molly for the first time and just, like, silly things like that. that...
0: Silly. I think that's the best way to describe us. I was doing silly shit.
1: I probably never would have done that without you.
0: (laughs) Well, I liked liked how – Or when
1: you – you convinced me to do Whippets. That's one of my (laughs) favorite stories.
0: Do you remember I almost had a seizure? We were doing (laughs) Whippets. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys don't know what Whippets are, they're um, (laughs) – Uh they for our international listeners, you guys probably call it something else. It's when you put nitrous oxide in a fucking um uh balloon and you suck it up until basically your brain loses oxygen and then that that's the high that you get.
1: And, and you logic out why it was safe for me to do it.
0: And and and, and this good woman And like
1: Googled evidence.
0: Yeah, and this good woman, Morgan, this good white midwestern woman did fucking whippets with me in a mansion in new orleans so let's talk about how (laughs) how that happened because i don't think that's ever happened in history ever
1: i think it was the like most intelligent peer pressuring i'd ever had i don't remember (laughs) why you wanted to do it but you got it in your head that we should do whippets and i was obviously well, first of all, I don't think I even knew what they were. i would heard of them, but I probably – I don't think I knew really what it was. Right. Like I knew it was something that, like, got you high, and that was about it. So you, like, <laughs> told me what it was, and I was like, that sounds dangerous. And you're like, so here's the deal. If you only do this many over this amount of time, it'll be fine. And, like, I'm going to Google it and show you.
0: What What did I seem like to you? I mean, because I, cr- I was crazy. I was crazy. It's, I think
1: the- – I think that's what was so wild about it was that you were, you know, obviously out of control, but it was also this still like, let me show you like how many you can do safely doing something really dangerous. And I was like, okay, this is the kind of like misbehavior I can get behind. Like there's, there's some fake drug science. It's like taking the time to show it to me. So now I can be a little more adventurous, you know?
0: Yeah. You appeal
1: to my logical side with your outrageousness.
0: Well, you're a very logical young – oh, you're, very, you're a very logical person and I think that's kind of why we got along because like there's just there, – really because like there's a cost-benefit ratio to hanging out with me. I say this to everybody that spends time with me. There's a cost-benefit ratio. If you decide in your mind that the benefit of hanging out with me is better than the cost, then we'll have a good time.
1: <laughs> and there is a the cost, ladies and gentlemen. There is
0: a severe cost to hang out with me. Uh, but, uh, Morgan stayed through it and it was insane to me. I mean, like, you know, it's, it really, it really is flattering. Like that you said that I was a good influence on you. You really kept me, I mean, like, I, like I remember going to the first pool, like that I'd been to in new Orleans, like ever with you, we went to some place called country club was, and I like,
1: yeah, we went to the country club and I, I just passed out.
0: Off. I just passed. I had been, yeah, I've been up for
1: sleep and I, I think I read my book or something.
0: I, I literally had been up for like. 30 hours, and she was like, yeah, let's go to country club, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and like, literally, I don't even remember getting there, I just remember being, being on the fucking beach chair, and then I can hear, like, my brain is turned off, but, like, I'm still recording, and I can hear Ronald, who, who's, uh, one of my, he's my bisexual college friend, he goes, is he okay, is he gonna be okay?
1: (laughs) It's true, people were worried about you. (laughs) But you were dying.
0: I mean, literally, I was I was about to die. I was, like, I so like close. I you were about
1: to die at my house a lot in that time period.
0: You, but would show up
1: you were about to die.
0: You had such a nice house, though. I mean, it would be a cool place for me to fucking – for my heart to
1: stop, you know? <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of do you want to hang out and you, like, smoking with me for 20 minutes and falling asleep and then me just watching TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was I really just – fucking falling asleep and just being a fucking crackhead
1: i mean kind of but you would only fall asleep for like an hour or two <laughs> which was confusing because it felt like you should be like out for 12 hours and you'd like pop <laughs> back up and like be like oh i'm gonna go like to this bar right now like I, i'm in bed and it's 1 30 but you do you adam have fun
0: i'm a doer it's you? it's go 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 How go 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 go
1: up how are you standing up right now
0: because <laughs> it's all about go i mean that's that's how that's how i got successful in, in filmmaking you know it's just, i
1: feel like that was part of it though was it was just such a train wreck i couldn't look away like how are you still going
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you can you tell can can tell the listeners like one particular time where you were just like okay he's gonna die like if i don't step in was there ever a time where you where you just had that feeling
1: I mean, definitely the time we were talking about earlier where you called me, were you doing acid for multiple days? I can't even remember what drug it was. I mean, it was probably multiple, but I think it was like, you were like, I just got done with like a 36-hour acid trip or something. And you were like, I'm fine now. I just want to do something chill. I want to smoke and eat. Can we go get food? And you sounded so normal on the phone. Like, you really sounded like you just wanted to chill.
0: That's an hang-up. Anyways, continue.
1: You were not chill when you got to my house. I have never seen someone so just like hyped up, just like absolutely outrageous. And I took you to get food because I felt like you needed to eat something and you wanted. Where did you take
0: me? Where did you take me? I don't remember this.
1: One slime burrito so that you could get the whatever that cheese dip was, the chorizo cake. Okay, so
0: wait wait. wait. Gonna... We actually physically went to Wands. We got...
1: went to the Wands on magazine by Whole Foods.
0: I thought we like ordered it or like someone brought it to us.
1: We ordered it ahead of time. We didn't go eat there. Thank God. That was the best <laughs> choice I <I've> ever made. <laughs> uh... I don't think I let you out of the car to go get it. I was like, you stay here.
0: Okay, but I was wearing overalls with no underwear. I, I don't was... think
1: I knew you weren't wearing underwear. Okay. I don't know that that, was, that might be new news to me. You were wearing overalls and looked like a train wreck. So we got food. I just, like, at that point, felt like it was my duty to feed you. So we got the food and we took it home.
0: What an and angel. You
1: literally crumpled chips in your hand and stuck your hand in the trees and when you started eating it. There was cheese all over the floor. And then you asked me if I wanted some. (laughs) I obviously declined. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. Like I was crying. Holy shit! I was laughing so hard.
0: Oh my god! Then
1: you tried to take me out to dinner. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You wanted to go meet people at like an actual (laughs) restaurant for dinner,
0: and And, I and at the time,
1: no way in hell I was going out in public with you.
0: And I had I hold on, I had melted cheese on my hands. I was wearing overalls. And I was like, let's go out to dinner. <laughs> I can't
1: remember where, but you were like, Oh my friends are eating here. Let's go.
0: Oh my god. And I was like,
1: I'm not sitting with you at a restaurant. Oh my god. I don't think you ended up actually going. I think on the way home you went home. Or on the way to the restaurant you ended up going home.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I I, I remember that night. Um I was like very close to death. I like had I like prayed in Arabic when I um <laughs> parked my car um but i know for you like so much of that was just like this like laugh riot like i was really just being like a buffoon (laughs) like i'm i'm so curious like why did you let me keep coming to your house i was just this fucking black guy who just kept barging into your house and just being crazy people listening i don't know if people listening can tell how blonde you are but she's really blonde guys she has no business hanging out with me
1: my hair's pink right now actually my like quarantine vibe. Even better. Um, <laughs> No, I think that you don't give yourself enough credit for how sweet you were to me when you weren't absolutely fucked up. Huh. And I would tell people that. I think what was funny about you was you were more respectful to me than – and I knew. I think what we didn't address was – we never pretended like we were going to be anything other than casual. Like neither of us were seriously trying to date the other one. Um, But even so, like you were so respectful to me. You would always apologize after being ridiculous. Like you would occasionally make a plan for us to like go to dinner or get drinks. And um, I think that you put effort in to guys that I was quote unquote trying to seriously date didn't. And so I think that's why I enjoyed time with you is like we were always really honest with each
0: other. Yeah, you were very honest with me, and I think that's why I liked hanging out with you. You were like, God, I keep com- complimenting you, but like you were, you were like a savior in my life. Like, I like when I wrote this memoir, I realized like how positive of an experience because I was, I was dating harlots. I was dating people that were terrible. Do you remember the first time we? <laughs> do you remember the first time you came to my house? Do you remember the conversation? Yes.
1: You, you were the- getting calls the whole time
0: <laughs> so I, I I mean I was living in hell and you you were you were just like you were just a nice person and and like that's kind of why I wanted you on the podcast is like there's so few good nice well-meaning people left on this planet and you really are one of those <laughs> people um like really like without trying without being fake about it um you're you're truly a good good woman. And, um, you know, whoever whoever gets to be with you is going to be a very lucky man. But also you should, you know, you should let me fly out to LA. So so, (laughs) I
1: just, I, I still have to say, because I think you give me, you always tell me how wonderful I am. And I think that you don't give yourself enough credit because again, you're just so honest. And that's something that no matter what else happens, like at least I think you're like pretty I don't know if reliable is the right <laughs> word, but I also know you don't say things you don't mean, and that's really refreshing, and you need to give yourself more credit for that.
0: Well, hey, I appreciate that, Morgan. Um, I want to know what something that I showed you, like music, movies, something that you were like, wow, this this is, this is cool shit. What's something cool I showed you?
1: Um, I feel like you listen to a lot of music, and I still listen to – like, I still listen to certain music and think of you. Tell, um, tell
0: me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What what, what music?
1: Recently, one of my – I had um, – <laughs> now I'm going to have to tell you a whole other story. I had a student in my car for quarantine. We've been doing, like, counseling walks together. Yeah. We lost a parent during um, – since school got out. Oh, my God. And she put on a Goldling song, and it immediately made me think of you.
0: <laughs> Wait, a Goldling? Was it, um, well, because Goldling's from Merlin. Was, was it? Cr- I know
1: that now because of you.
0: Was it Crew? It was a song Crew, wasn't
1: it? I think so, but it's actually.
0: She got money all around me. I ain't trying to pretend.
1: Ooh.
0: That song, yeah, right.
1: that song, and there's another one too that makes me think of you.
0: Hold I on, let me let listen- me put that on for the listeners. Hold on, I have a mixer here. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I think for you because you you're you are older than me and you've lived more life. Like when you came across me, like had, had like what was your initial impression? Like I, I know what we talked about like how I first met you, but I'm talking about like when you actually got to know me. You know what was like? What was going on in your head? Where you're like, "All right, this this fucking guy, he's he's on a fucking train to to fucking Helltown," or were you like, "Oh, he's you know, something can be done with this guy"? Like, what was your thoughts? Because you're smarter than me.
1: I definitely, I definitely did not. I was not nearly as critical of you as you are (laughs) being to yourself definitely you were kind of a train wreck and just to watch. but i think the other thing was that i had been taking myself too seriously i think moving to new orleans without going to college and just having to meet people at work and um, you know i had to make an effort i moved here as an adult i don't think i'd been super confident in new orleans i hadn't been dating people that i was really enjoying i don't think i was super confident in myself and so meeting with meeting you and hanging out with you was so funny because you see me so differently than i see myself and i think again i was taking myself so serious and trying so hard
0: i think that's why and i do re- I'll, I'll i'll break I'll, I'll break character i do remember the first time i talked to you um at hi-ho um that was what attracted me to you you were so serious you're just like no you just like like most girls are like like when i talk to the girl at high they'll like try to laugh it off I'm like haha like no like i'm i'm okay and you you like looked at me, you saw me for what a mess that i was you looked at me <laughs> and you were like no i'm not fucking getting a drink with you you psycho and i was like oh well this is the girl for me this is the girl so i just kept trying i was just like this this is it. this is what i need because no other girl like no other girl saw that saw what you saw the moment you looked at me you were just like you're fucking out of your mind i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna touch you and i was like that's it that's the girl
1: that's honestly immediately what i thought also i was <sighs> literally just trying to go home and you were being so
0: <laughs> uh, also
1: well, again i'm 98 percent sure that that was the second time you've done that so i was like he's fucking back <laughs>
0: Uh, it was the second time. It was the second time. You you have a very um, you have a very distinct physique. That's the best. That's the most respectful <laughs> way I can say it.
1: What does that
0: mean? You have a very distinct physique. I could say it in <laughs> French, if, if that makes it better. Je je suis <laughs> je suis physique est est hmm No, that
1: doesn't doesn't make it any better nope
0: it doesn't make any sense because i don't know how to fucking speak french you're hot <laughs> you're a hot chick and i could notice like you in a crowded club so i just kept trying but yeah and it paid off it did i mean you really i mean that last because the memoir that i wrote was about my last 18 months in new orleans and like going from Basically, getting food poisoning on Gordon Ramsay's movie set to being like a producer's assistant within eighteen—that never happens, by the way. Like people, it takes years for people to become a producer's assistant, and I did it in eighteen months. Partially because I'm a capitalist, partially because <laughs> you know I'll break somebody's legs in a in a, in a stairway. Wait,
1: here's this cockiness that I was referring to earlier, and you pretended to <laughs> have no idea what I was talking
0: <laughs> But but this is important to to my point. <laughs> Is that I was so caught up with that lifestyle of, like, I got to be the best. I got to be number one. I got to make money. I got this, 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 this. And you were just like, I want to help people. Like, I want to help kids. I want to help. Do you remember children? Do you remember the, the, their kids out there? I was like, no, I completely fucking forgot that there were human. There were little children in New Orleans that needed help. And, like, you were doing that. And you're a white person. Like, what, what was that like?
1: Um, I mean at the school I work out now it's like pretty diverse. I don't know that it stands out that much. But when I first moved here, it was a school that was like ninety nine percent black.
0: A hundred percent black, probably... you mean? You mean a hundred percent black?
1: No, there was just a few Latino students. <laughs>
0: They're black now. They were that Latino means... when you met them. They're black
1: now. They did not speak any English when they first got there. Um
0: <laughs> Okay, uh, sorry.
1: They... They just like just...
0: You got to put the mic up to
1: your mouth. But by the end of the year, they were – sorry. Um, but, it, no, it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock for me. I lived in Central City. There were second lines. So I would open my door on Sunday, and there would be people sitting on my stoop for a second line. And I was like, I just, I'm just trying to go to the grocery store. Excuse me.